Are you black? Are you educated? Are you broke? Not alone. Woo! Yeah. Now this is how you start a show. <laughs> Just like this. You feeling me? Ah. Uh, okay, yeah, pen and paper with a custom flow When you're blessed like this, you supposed to blow When it feel this right, now you can't go wrong Cause we black, educated, and broke <laughs> But not for long Not for long, 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 not for long, not for long. Hey, we black and we educated Topic of the conversation Now that we activated We up and we elevated It's giving what is given Forever how we living Mind on the business But there's knocking like a witness Like Not for long 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 so y'all know who it is, everyone's favorite, Randy O. And guess what? I'm holding down Black Educated and Broke by myself today. But not for long, but just for today. Alrighty, so you know what it's me by myself. Y'all know I like to talk, so I had to get somebody on the show that I feel like you can talk with me, but can actually talk about some dope, empowering, impactful stuff, yeah? So... Let me just first just say a little bit about her because we, before we started our show, y'all, she has so much information about chickens and about, you know, how long it takes for them to hatch, about their membranes, while you know, how they're pasteurized, while they're refrigerated. I was like, girl, you better let me know something. So it's like she's here on some women empowerment, you know, coaching, uh, fitness, wealth, all these things. But then she know about chickens. Like, I just love somebody who is very well balanced and knows several things. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about this guest, right? So, I had the privilege and pleasure of meeting this queen at um, Kiana Danzi, who's also a friend of the show, at her baggage claim event. And this queen, you know, she was one of the speakers. And, you know, as a woman, there's just some women that you can just automatically naturally feel like a connection to. And I had not met her, but it was just something when she was talking. And I, I was like, you know, I just... I want to know her a little more. I want to know her a little more. And then I went up and talked to y'all. She was nice to me, you know. Listen, you know, you're the letter. You never know, okay. But anyway, but she was so nice and cool. I was like, oh, you know, would you like to be? We exchanged information, and then we had, um, you know, I do the winning on Wednesday. And I was like, would you like to be a panelist for our winning on Wednesday? She was like, absolutely. She came to the event. She killed it, okay. So if you're like, who, who, who? First, I'm gonna just tell you her name. Yavana. Ooh, ain't that sexy? Yavana. And she fine. So a little bit about Miss Yavana. You can say hey, girl, real quick. Hey. Okay, so Yavana, a little bit about her, guys. Other than being just fine, okay, because she's real pretty. Um, She's also a clinical social worker, okay, educated babe. A transformational speaker, self-published author, confidence coach, and a model. I told y'all she was fine, didn't I? Okay, that's her, right? But other than, ultimately on that, because, you know, we are black, educated, and broke, and we're always about HBCU love. She is a graduate of the Clark Atlanta University, okay? And she has a master's of social work degree focused on health and mental health, which is so very important in our community. We don't really talk about it enough. It's too much taboo, but queen here she's about that and that's one of the reasons i wanted her today um i will say through her spiritual mental and physical practices yavana has healed herself from the pain caused by trauma and with that she's dedicated 10 years of her life helping clients become their best sales 
I just want to become the best version of Randy. You know what I'm talking about? You got this. So I appreciate that, yes? Mm-hmm. Um, and so Yvonne is also a fitness, health, and wellness expert and has been certified personal trainer and Zumba instructor. Fun fact about Randy O. I love Zumba. Oh, my God, with my little bees. Yes, in Dallas, um, at my church, I would do the Zumba classes for the seniors on Saturdays because I loved it so much. So, shout out to you, Zumba, Zumba, Zumba. Yes. Okay, right. Um, another thing interesting about her is that um, any Golden Girls fans, any Golden Girls, she loves the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend, Randy. Thank you for being. Come on, Yovana. Thank you for being a friend. But that's, that's what we're here for. Shout out to the Golden Girls. Yes. Um, and, uh, and, and she loves documentaries. I'm, I'm kind of getting into that, but I feel like it just takes so many hours and I'm just totally consumed. But shout out to her. She finds time to do it. And um, yeah, she's in the A. She's happily married. Hashtag goals. Okay, with seven baby chickens. I told you about them chickens, right? We're going to find out that they're not actually baby chickens anymore. And five children. Don't even look at y'all because she's next to the gods, okay? And two fur babies. Y'all know I love my fur babies. Let's please give a round for Yvonne and not here. Yes. Thank you, Randy. Welcome, Yvonne. That was hot. You enjoyed that? That was amazing. Uh, you know, I, try, I feel like I had to deliver for you. You did that. Okay, I did that. You did that. 100%. Well, your bio, like, you're so layered. Like, you did that. Thank you. So, one of the the first thing, because, listen, we're going to go back to our chicken facts, because, y'all, listen, you're going to learn some stuff at Black Educated and Broke. Let's go learn it. some facts of the day. But I want to kind of first, really, this whole mental health, I want to just jump in that just really, really first. What made you want to go that route and study that? So, full disclosure, I always wanted to be a doctor. Okay. I love all things human experience. So, I love, like, the way the human body works, like, all of it. The yes. mind, the, the joints, and which is part of the reason why I became a personal trainer. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, like, I just love all that, but I was never real good at math. Oh, damn. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Girl, me neither. Right. So, I was like, okay, well, let me find a way that I could still do this and like I said I went down the the certified personal trainer route which I absolutely love yes. I love working with my clients and and just feeling that like connection the person has with their body but it all comes back to your mind yes girl okay it all comes all of it right it comes back to your mind it comes to your spirit and to your body and so my overarching focus is mind body soul connection that's the overarching thing um but mental health, when you think about what motivates you, you know, why you don't work out, why you won't, you know what I mean? All that type of stuff. It all comes back to childhood experiences, yes. right? Like it, lifehood experiences and how we have navigated through those waters and how we process information. Yeah informs how we get through our day on a regular basis. How we process information determines how you go through your day on a daily basis. 100%. A thousand percent. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and finish. I'm sorry, I had to just process that because that was so factual, but go ahead. Yeah, so like even like if somebody's really dope or really whack, it's like, what is it about them? Like, how are they processing information that makes them as dope or as whack as they are, mm, right? And okay. that... We are all subject to that. We all have our dopeness and we all have our whackness. I don't know about I ain't whack, but go ahead. I'm not, I'm not real wacky either. I'm not real wacky either. Oh my God, there's things I can be better at, but yeah. Right. I'm not as whack. Whatever you got, let's say that. I have the tools now. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, in, and even, you know, on a regular basis, like that fluidity of like understanding ourselves. We were kind of talking earlier about like when you need a timeout and yes. knowing when you need a timeout, right? So. Mental health is all of that. Like, 
having enough discernment and understanding of yourself, knowing yourself fully. Yeah. People know their phones better than they know themselves. Okay, and that's so crazy. But that's common, huh? It's very common. It's very common. And, and there's reasons why. So, I was going to say, well, why? Where's the why? Yeah, so when we... Again, as a person who loves the body and the humanness of the of the experience, I really am intrigued by not only the psychological things that we experience, mm-hmm. but how our neurological wiring impacts how we think and how what we consume impacts our neurological wiring. Yes. So there's levels, yes. right? It's yes. like how we feel in our body impacts how the brain is going to send messages to your psyche, if you will, and yeah. how like and, and then your output is going to be that whackness or that dopeness yeah, to keep it yeah. super simple, right? Yeah. And so, um, one of the things that I like to focus on is what we call adverse childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. They're also known as ACEs, and so studies have shown that the more ACEs or the more adverse childhood experiences that a child has, it actually impacts the shape of the brain. And it impacts the neurological fire, uh, wiring and firing of a child so that a child, this is typically now, that experiences, the, the more trauma a child experiences, outcomes for that child could look like, you know, um, poor outcomes in school, yeah. could look like diabetes and heart disease, yeah, yeah you yeah, know? Yeah. And so it's very interesting when you look at the data, because I'm a big nerd. So when you look important. at- Yeah, when you look at the research and you look at the data and you see a person, this is why I love social work so much, and why I became a clinical social worker, because we look at the whole person. Yeah. Versus yeah. Just, just the mind. Right, A social yes. worker looks at the entire system, the whole person. So a another of, good drop there, a social work they look at the whole thing not whole just words like a psychologist only studying your good to know the difference okay yeah come on dropping these little knowledge facts go ahead Yvonne. yeah so a, a clinical social worker and not social workers that take the babies i gotta be real clear about that that's, that's not my next okay. that's not what we do okay but we gonna wait and drop that when brandy asked me the question <laughs> um but a social worker can look at the whole person and we can look at a person's system, what we call, like, in systems theory, you're looking at the whole person. So it's like their personal <coughs> self, their, you know, you go from the micro to the macro. So it's like, okay, the, the things inside your circle, yep. and then you kind of, like, zoom out, right? All of that impacts how a person shows up in the world, Makes right? Sense. And a social worker could look at that person and say, huh, <coughs> I wonder if I were to scale it back, what information I would get. And I love that. That's one thing that, because yeah. I'm nosy. So, <laughs> look, look, look. look, I love biographies and I love people's stories. Yeah. So, the more that I can understand, the more I know about a person's story, the more I know, I, I help to understand me, them. To understand them. And it helps me understand that output. Yeah, it's kind of like a journalist. You, you could have been a journalist too, Yvonne. Could've I'm just saying, because we, we like to know the stories. Yep. Okay, and so I'm glad that you broke that down as far as, you know, so we can know the difference. Now, in your work with this, so that makes me think about children Mm -hmm. and how you talk about, like, I guess their current environment and how I can, because I think about, I feel like Gen Z, Mm -hmm. the current, I feel like it just seems like they seem very detached from reality. And I always think it because they're, they're seeing everything on their phone that's not real. And, you know, they're thinking this is real life and, you know, maybe all the violent video games. As a professional, do you feel like, that is very much why they're having maybe some of the experiences that they have with this generation. I feel like that's a component of it, but we also have to remember and bless their hearts that this is the 9-11 generation. 
Right? Yeah. Yep. Like, we yeah, had Challenger. That's super trauma, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I was okay. a kid, we had the, the, the Challenger blowing up, right? That happened when I was about eight or so. Yeah. Um, but this is the 9-11 generation, and so, and that was... Well, that was a baby then, actually. That was 2001. They were like, wouldn't it be millennials? Wouldn't we be the candidate? It would be more millennials, but the... So... If you think about like COVID, for example, the COVID happened like yes. in a sliver of time. Now, granted, it was longer than 9-11, but there's these overarching things that happen, how it changes the right. culture. Okay, you're right. Like security changed after 9-11. Okay, so, okay. Security changed after 9-11. The way that people parented started to change. You had, you know, everybody gets the gold star generation, which we yes. that was not like that when we was coming up. It was like, you didn't get first place, you got second place. Well, I guess you got to work harder next yeah. time. Yeah. But, you know, that's the everybody gets a gold star generation. Mm. And I think that it was... You know, not to ding anybody, but I think that if you zoom out and you look at a long arc of history, it's really about, you know, trying to correct the previous generation, right? Yes, so you had like, the yes. baby boomers had their way, right? And then you yeah. had the Gen Xers have their way. And so, you know, people are just trying to, like, pendulum swing to yes. overcorrect sometimes. Yes, um, pendulum swing, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but... But certainly, and I talk to my husband about this all the time, I'm like, you are not going to tell me that devices do not play a major part because although we've always had technology, technology's yeah. always moved life Evolving. forward. Evolving. Right. The wheel and the cotton gin or whatever have you, this is something else, right? Like, I was, I watched a deep fake yesterday and I was like, yo, like, I knew it was a deep fake because it was based on, like, The Office. Yeah, oh, right, the, the one with the prep. Yes, we were just talking about that, the AI. Yes. Yes. So I was like, okay, well, I know that this is a deep fake because I know that it's The Office. But if you don't have that if you don't have that framework to know that that's The Office, yeah. and that's across the generations, too. Yes. So if you were to show somebody, like my dad, right? I was going to say, yeah, like our parents. Like, right, exactly. If you were to show like, our parents. He did that. I'm like, right. it's not real. It's not real. And, and. That, as we as we're saying, that impacts everybody. So it's yes. like younger people are questioning, well, what is real? Yeah. And that's always been like the existential question of life. Like, what is life? Yeah. What, <laughs> what does it mean to be alive, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, this is like next level now. For real. I'm glad you brought that up because that AI, like, I think about if it's, if it's going to cause more harm than good. And I just... I think with anything you're gonna have both, but I am yeah. a little bit more concerned. I, I don't, mm, as just the as a culture, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think it's gonna be more negative than good because I just don't see it being used for the best purposes. I see it using for more manipulation. Yeah. I don't know if I'm looking at the glass half empty, but it, that does concern me. So you, as a social worker, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you have, you know, you you're working, you work with children and adults, all ages, right? I've worked with children in the past. Now I work no, with adults, adults, but I have worked with children, yeah. So, like, in a situation like that, you know, where you're looking at the whole person and you see their kid, maybe they're being influenced, like, what type of guidance would you provide in those situations with t- telling them with them and with their parents and with this AI technology and affecting the child? Like, what kind of advice would you advise for them? I always advise parents to be intentional about their parenting. I feel like it has. It seems as though it has gotten really easy for parents just to kind of like give their kid a tablet and keep it pushing. Yes. Um, and that does the child a disservice because and children are resilient. Yes. So let me say, children are resilient. Okay, but resilience is also something that can be cultivated. So if you just hand over a tablet to a child, they're gonna figure stuff out. But they still need that wisdom that mm-hmm. only an older person can give them. Yes. And so um, I feel like parents just need to be present 
and intentional. And I know that's very difficult just because of our lifestyle and our yeah. culture. It makes it very, very difficult. But if you're going to hand over a tablet to the child, like use parental controls. Like don't, right. like, this yeah. can't be the Wild yeah. Wild West. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My little boy has a tablet and um, his tablet is locked all the way down. Like, okay, he only good. has like Disney and th- like this thing and that thing. Yeah. And it's got all the parental ding-dongs and yeah. who's it. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. It's locked down because... It is literally the Wild Wild West if you don't, if you're not intentional about how you're going to help your kids navigate. So, okay, if they need a tablet, you got to do what you got to do. Like, we still, if we're going to parent, we still got to be in the game. Um, I feel that. And that has, that is the only way, I think. Um, And we're just going to see how this turns out. Like, we don't know. Uh, This is... There is nothing to compare this to at all, at all, and so and I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that, but again, a, as a person who does research and as a person who like thrives off data, yeah, um, I am concerned about what it will look like, what those outcomes will like look like on the on the other end. Yeah, there we go. But what excites me is that there is access to more information than ever before. Okay, and that's the good point, and that's the that's the good part. But again, yeah. this is where discernment is still required right this is where we have to question everything yeah. again what is it what is the meaning of life what does what it mean this? to be alive? we still have to yeah. question everything we cannot take things just for face value yeah i was gonna say that things about makes me think here when in the radio world and in tv world we talk about media literacy mm. i learned that term in grad school and it's like you know how to become more media literate because again when we had um our previous president, President Trump, um, I feel because of people's lack of media literacy, yep. I feel like it was a lot of um, over-emotional responses to things and up in arms to things that wasn't even factual, you yeah. know? And it's like I want, I be feeling like maybe our therapist is like, who, who does it, I guess our teachers, whose hands or help the responsibility does it land on to kind of get those truths out to filter through that because it can't just be media no you know i mean it could be the community but i'm like who actually helps to kind of get that truth out there that's a really challenging question um and that's a question that we in the mental health space are frequently asking ourselves again especially as social workers because we look at systems yeah and we look at system and we particularly look at underprivileged systems and to the greater point like who is going to help these kids learn more, navigate more? Um, and we're also just really trying to figure that part out. But and, but this is why I always say, particularly the parents, it, it, it is our responsibility. Like, we can't leave it up to the teachers, bless their hearts. Okay. And shout out to all the teachers. Shout out to y'all. You know, we can't leave it just up to the media. Because what's happening now is that people are just reading headlines and taking headlines and as a running. story. And it's like... Did you read the story? Did you think it was clickbait? You right. Just, you just, you ran with that. Um, and so, you know, it, it's a challenge and it's really a call to parents to say, you know, educate yourself further, right? Yes. Ask those deeper questions. Like, you don't graduate from high school or graduate from college and stop learning. That, no. I mean, yeah. people are writing books constantly. You got podcasts like this. Yeah, shout out to you. Uh, writing books. <laughs> you know, and, po- and shout out to you for podcasts that are going to challenge the status quo and... You know, be willing to grow, allow yourself to grow, um, and do it for your kids if for nobody else. Yeah. 
Okay, let me find out you're a good mom or whatever, Yavana. Okay, I think let I'm me a find good out. Mom. I think so. I don't know what my kids would say. Oh, but whatever. They I love you. Y'all better say I'm a good mom. <laughs> Listen, she gonna find y'all. Okay, <laughs> but um, but I want to kind of try to transition to this because we're kind of we're talking about all of this, and you know, I know you're a transformational speaker, and I I feel like some of these things you talk about may even intertwine in that. Mm-hmm. But if people don't know what, how do you define what an actual transformational speaker is compared to just a an empowerment or, a, you know, just a, a regular speaker. What's a transformational speaker for those who don't know? So transformational speaker is someone who their goal is to have you be transformed by the end of the speech. Oh, yes. Okay. That transformation could be an aha moment. That transformation can be a release, an unlearning. That transformation can be an acceptance. And a transformation is something that can be, that is individual, it's strictly yours and everyone can take something different yeah. from it right and I think empowerment speak, speaking, speaking and transformational speaking are six of one half a dozen of the other but the intention for me when I speak when I'm on a panel when I engage with people is I want people to be inspired be educated and be entertained and I feel like those that component, that secret sauce, mm-hmm. helps to transform people. People are transformed through comedy. People are transformed through education, and people are transformed through inspiration. And so that's one thing that I always strive to do when I'm with my audiences. And now, did you, like, by chance, maybe listen to a transformational speaker that empowered, inspired you to become one of your own? What led you to becoming a transformational speaker? So very few people know this. I'm going to say this on air. My childhood hero was Helen Keller. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, tell us why. Because of what she was able to accomplish being blind and deaf at a time where, I mean, you, you was kind of out of gas. <laughs> no, real talk. Like, real talk, right? And so the fact that she did such big shit with her life and she, it was like, it was like she had to be who she was to trans, so I was transformed by her story. I was transformed by like this, like, you know, the, well, I, I I know what y'all say I am, but I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you who I am. <laughs> you know, um, that and when I was um, a freshman in college, I was part of the Black Students Union. Yeah, shout out to the BSU at FIU, yeah. Miami, Florida, right? <laughs> um, and we were at a conference. I saw Les Brown. Oh, Le- oh good old Les Brown. Good old Les Brown. Good old Les Brown. But you know, I I'm transformed by, you know, Brene Brown. I'm transformed by Elani Van Zandt. I'm transformed by Oprah Winfrey. I'm, tra- you know, I like, I find inspiration and transformation through people's stories. Go back to what you said. I love people's stories and I really can find um, a transformative nugget in hearing people's, especially like like overcoming stories. Yeah. Because right? those yeah. are the good ones. The, the article was the, right. The juicy yeah. ones, yeah. Um, and uh, so that's where I find my transformation. Those are some of the things that have inspired me. Okay. Yeah. And so, but, so you saw some, but it made you want to give that same to someone else. Like 100%. I wanted to, for them to take it and be empowered just as much as you. And how long have you been a transform, uh, transformational speaker? Girl, I've been talking my whole life. <laughs> I, I kind of teased that at the beginning. I said, somebody like to talk just like me. Yes. Yavana. But go ahead. <laughs> I've been talking my whole life. But I'm also going to say, I'm going to piggyback on your last question about um, where I got the inspiration. So, um... A part of my story that's not necessarily in my bio, but when I talk about the trauma is um, I've been clean since 2006. And um, my process of recovery was going through 12, the 12-step program. Okay. Yeah, okay. and I used to go to NA meetings. I would take my kids to NA, NA meetings. But NA meetings always have speakers. 
And when you're a newcomer, what they call a newcomer, or even if you're an old timer, and people who are in the program, um, you know, just for today, we stay clean. And so these are people who are telling their stories and are giving it away to save somebody else's life. And so while I've always loved to talk, and really this is always a dream that I've had for my whole life. It's a vision that I've had for myself. And this is like, I'm literally like in my purpose. Yes. But going through that and seeing those people tell their truth, tell on themselves regularly with the intention of saving someone's life, I was like, there's no greater gift. There's no greater gift. And so, and then you, you take what God has given you, right? Because I can't take it for granted that like, this is what the universe has granted me with. Yeah. Me, granted yeah. me with the gift of gab. Yep. Um, yep. And, and then the story, and the whole thing. So yeah. how long have I been doing this? Forever. Yes. And I, just like as I talk to you now, because you already probably heard that you have such a likable demeanor, but... What touches me, I think one of the things that I connect with you is that I feel like you're empath- you're empathetic. Mm-hmm. You're an empath. Yeah, I am. And I'm an empath. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you got his highs and lows. That's why I have to sometimes make sure I have to hibernate for some time because I'm like, I, I feel in everybody's emotions and yeah. now I'm super sad. But um, but I appreciate that because you, I feel like to, people that are empaths, like you really are transformation the world, transforming the world to me because it's like you're really able to connect with them and to really maybe, like you said, you see them as the whole, the whole person mm-hmm. And able to bring it all together, like, this is what can help you. This is how I can be that. So I admire people that can tap into that space and get it and really encourage somebody else. And I think that's when he was kind of telling some of your stories. And I was just like, yeah, you know, she's just so, like, so raw and cut with it. But she's still sweet. And she's still, like, even through this whole thing, oh, shout out to the children. Shout out to the teachers. I'm like, being all nice and stuff. We ain't talking. You know, but I'm just with this. But it explains why you're good at what you do, the connection, and that you yeah. see it from a different a different focal point right yeah so yeah, thank you one of the things i wanted to bring about here um you kind of mentioned it earlier but i want to talk about this zumba when i talked about it and this you being a personal trainer yeah and then also we ain't gonna skip over that you're afro latina yeah right? so i want to know like <laughs> like somebody thinks of that right first of all let's get into the afro latina so mm-hmm. who's who so both of my parents are panamanian Oh, yeah. That's that's Panama, right? Panama, uh huh. Yeah, yes. Uh, South okay. of Costa Rica, north of Colombia. Both, both okay. my parents, and they're both black. Um, they were um, first generation Panamanians, so their parents were from the Caribbean and from um, which Colombia. Yeah, okay. Yeah, at the time, which became Panama because of history. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Should like, right. you do some other history? Yeah, go do your homework. Go Got do it. your homework on that whole Columbia Panama connection. Yes. But um so yeah, so both my parents are Panamanian. My dad actually lives there now. I'm gonna go see him in a few weeks. Oh, that's so good. I've never been to Panama. I would love to go. Oh, you there. have to go to Panama. I would love to. It is hot. It's okay. so dope. People speak English, but it's hot, like because so it's a, it's a very multicultural country. Okay. Okay. So with the building of the canal, you had all kind of people from all over the world, okay. right, coming through. Um, and the big influx of um, black people, besides the people that um, were kind of indigenous, if you will, to Panama, the um, the, the people who had been enslaved, yeah. you had the, what were called the Afro Antillians, so people from the Caribbean that were brought over to Panama or came to Panama rather to work on the canal. Mm-hmm. And of course, there was some strife between. You know, you know how that goes because people xenophobia exists. Yes, <laughs> yes, unfortunately, yes. Right. Um, 
And so that's the story of a lot of Panamanians. So so a lot of Panamanians eat very Caribbean-based food. We have our own patois. There's a drum line in the Atlanta um, Carnival. Panama has its own drum line. Hey, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so a lot of our culture is very Caribbean. So, you know, we eat rice and peas and oh, fried on, du- dumplings and, you know what I mean? And, and reggaeton originated in Panama. I know the Puerto Ricans are going to want to take it, but <laughs> we can have a whole argument offline about that. Okay, let's well, <laughs> DM her. <laughs> right. DM me for arguments. Um, you know, so it, it's a very um, part of Panamanian culture, I should say. It's very Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. So, and when you say, so the, the Latino base then, right? So, do you. Excuse me. So do you do you speak Spanish too? Absolutely. Okay, because obviously you, that's what I remember. So um, let's let, let's do a little. Let's give us a little something. So tell us something <laughs> in Spanish. Um, a, a fun fact in Spanish about chickens. Los pollos crecen rapidísimo. Un día para un pollo o una gallina, dependiendo de dónde estás, es como un año para un humano. Okay, I heard like one, and I heard chicken. Mm-hmm. Okay, now well, now translation. So basically, chickens, chickens or hens, depending where you're from, grow very fast. So a day to a chicken is like a year to a human. Did y'all hear that? Yes. Did y'all hear that? Los pollitos dicen pio pio pio. That's a song. Yes. What is a, that? What is it's that? It's a nursery rhyme. Okay. Well, what, what what is the rhyme? What is it in English? It's hard to translate. It's like oh. the, the little the the chicken say, the chicken say pio pio pio, when they're hungry or when they're cold. The mother brings them like their corn to eat, and then um, she puts she she makes them warm. Warm, put her feathers over. Yeah, there. Le, le da abrigo. So listen, y'all. This lady does it all. Okay, like I know y'all enjoyed that. So how did you? Okay, wait a minute. I'm just. I love it. You you just. I'm, so you grew up learning that? Like, you spoke it in your household fluently, yep. so... Yeah, my grandmother, you know, did not learn English. She came to the States in her 60s, and it was like, si la abuela no habla inglés, te jodiste. <laughs> Ahí está. And I actually, Spanish is actually my first language, because my parents came here a couple of years before I was born. Yeah. And, you know, they were trying to figure out how to el English, oh, yo no sé, cómo se habla, cómo se dice. And so... <coughs> Yeah, and, and um, you know, I grew up in New York. I'm from Queens. Hey, come on, New York. Yes, from Queens. And, um, you know, I didn't learn English until I went to school. I learned English in kindergarten. Wow, that's... It, girl, you just... And I always have to represent, and I always have to mention I'm Afro-Latina because people try to be like, oh, well, you're not really black or you're not really... And it's like, last yeah. time I checked, this 4C that grows out of my hair... No, come on, 4C. Y'all last know time that's I, the curl pattern, okay? Right. Get into it. <laughs> And last time I checked, my DNA says that there's Togo and Benin and Nigeria. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I frequently, actually, had, I used to have a YouTube channel called Latina 360 where I talked yes. about the Afro-Latina experience. Um, really to educate people because I constantly had to, like, put people on, like, oh, talking to other Latinos. Oh, you speak Spanish? And it's like, homie. You know your grandmother looks just like me, right? Yeah. Because we know, and we know this, anti-blackness is super real in the community, globally. Yeah. So. Unfortunately. It, unfortunately. So it's always been my thing being like, hey. And even with that, it's part also the reason why I went into mental health. Because understanding how a person's culture and their identity and having to constantly like defend yourself and like describe yourself, right? And and define yourself 
that can really take a toll. I don't want to say on your mental health per se, even though that's real it for some people. For some, yeah. yeah, for some people it can, but it's it, it's the identity part of it. So when you are questioning your mental health and you're questioning your identity and constantly having to defend yourself, there's a I don't want to say trauma, but there's a there's a, a difficulty, there's a, a a stickiness that comes with that that you know can last a lifetime and really makes people question who they are and why they do what they do yeah. and what their motivations are. So that's another layer as to why I'm I went into the space that, that I went into. Yeah. It made me think about um, she was from Love and Hip Hop. Uh, she was an uh, Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. Uh, La Negra. I, you know, oh, Amara La Negra. Because yeah, I, I didn't even think about... It, 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 for me, that I appreciated her being on the show and giving a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how they say you're not really black or right. you're not even really uh, a Latino. You're not even the same. And how she cried about it because yeah. she didn't like her. And I, I didn't even think about, like, you know, we get so caught up on, like, maybe your own race and what you have going on. But... I didn't even think, like, they questioning you. You speaking fluent, and they don't even know, like... I didn't even know that people would even, you know, do that. It's yeah. like, here you are, backing up, like, you having to defend yourself. Yes, I'm black. Yes, I'm... Yeah. And I just, so I... That was eye-opening. And now for you to tie it in, like, how sometimes that can lead to people having, like, identity issues mm-hmm. and cause other traumas. And I'm and like... self-hate, you know. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. You know, there's a, a saying... Yeah. yeah. in our culture, um, at least, you know, black, black Latino culture, that you have to adelantar la raza, which is to improve the race. Yes, so it's very, and I don't know how much it is now, but I know it's certainly like this when I was growing up, that you're supposed to marry up. You're supposed to marry lighter. You're supposed to marry somebody with straighter hair. And I know I'm telling all the tea, but this is the truth, yeah, right? Man. You know, and, and our, yeah. we, our, our hair gets relaxed when we're very, very young. Really? Now, I will say, though, you know what I'm saying? I'm kind of not mad because... Um, <laughs> you got to not mad because what, at 4C? Listen, it's hairy. Yeah, <laughs> look. So let's keep it, let's keep it a buck. Get okay. out of here. You want to look at it. Let's keep it a buck. But I don't know how much of it is, like, yeah. the challenge of hair. Because it could be done. You know, yeah. it could absolutely be done. There are people who never relax their hair. Or is it the cultural... Yeah. Right, proximity to whiteness. Yeah, yes, yes. Proximity yes. to whiteness. You know, no te metas en el sol, que te vas a curar. Like, don't go in the sun, you're gonna get darker. For real? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That is, and it's, just, it's like, and that's, and that's color, it's colorism everywhere. Because, of course, you know, in the, the black community as well, like, you know, light skin against dark skin. And, yeah. Oh, you know, you need to keep your skin. And it's just. Yep. You and know, so we're still, you know, experiencing so much of the residual effects of colonization and imperialism and all that good stuff. And we also have to realize, though, as difficult as it is, and it is, it's just a sliver of history. Yes. So, because, again, I like to look at the long arc of history. My husband's taught me to do that. You know, he's he's a veteran, so he's like, you know, you got to look at the systems and this. Yeah. But if you look at the long arc of history, it's just a blip. Yeah. And it matters. So not to take anything away from it. um, But when people are like, oh, it's, it's not enough, it's like, but pull back. It's only it's only been, right? Like yeah. uh, not even two, three hundred years. And that's yeah. that's nothing in the long arc uh, long arc of history. And so that's why to put it in perspective. Yeah, so and when we talk about again, mental health there's an aspect um that some people study called epigenetics. And we talk about the impact of trauma and the impact of of um of yeah, I guess like familiar trauma, intergenerational trauma. One of my favorite um, doctors is um, psychologist Dr. Maria Buque, who's an Afro-Latina as well. 
and she talks about intergenerational trauma. She just came out with a book called Break the Cycle. Mm -hmm. And she talks about intergenerational trauma and again, how that impacts yeah. our mental health, etc. But epigenetics is about how our genes can change based on experiences like like uh, bloodline experiences. Oh, like when like we get another race, and, you know, have you know that? Well, that and like for example, the impact of um, the Trail of Tears on the Native Americans. Okay, for example, okay. and how that has mo how what's the word I'm looking for? Not modified. Um, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but it's it's changed some genetic markers, uh, and the same thing okay. for us. Um, you know what I mean? And so. All of these things need to be taken into consideration. We learned so much today. Okay, go ahead. I hope so. I love Can it. We like, okay. it. Can we and, educate it? Can we educate it? And not broke for long, if you are. <laughs> not broke for long. Yes. yes. Um, and so, you know, when we look at our community as a whole, mm -hmm. and again, as a social worker, and looking at the systems, look at the whole person, and understanding the history, it's like, well, if you understand the community, and you understand what has kind of been come down the line if you will yeah and that's why it's incumbent on us and this is why I do the work that I do because it is our opportunity to pivot it's our opportunity to you know to modify those DNA markers once again yes, yes you know and yes. we we can do that right we yes. can absolutely change the trajectory of our lineage and our legacy um, when we're intentional that's the Yavana listen. I, girl, we could just talk all day because you just it's so many things that I think our listeners are gonna be so excited with this episode. I hope so. So many things that they may have thought they knew, but they got clarity on things that you've expounded on, and it's just really appreciative. I've yeah. been talking about you know being dancing in Zoom, but we got into the deep history here. But I, I I love it. I tend to go. I, I always tend to go there, so we can we can come back. No, no, to no, Zumba. that's good. I appreciate <laughs> it because we're educated and we want to be layered and we want to yeah. know things. So I really appreciate you giving us all of that that history, sus. Okay. Yes. But what I will move on to is your upcoming projects. But but first, first, because we talked about you being an author. Yeah. Thinking, you know, she's a boss chick. All right. So we have this amazing book that you've written, okay? And it's called The Many Gems in Your Crown. And it's seven ways to shine brighter from within. Now, in a what is it? Spark notes where, right? Uh, what would you what is this essentially? Because I can have my ideas, what I think, but I want you to tell me what is this book going to be about? What is this for? So it is for the woman that is just looking to boost her confidence. Mm. And these are just seven winning ways. Real quick, there's uh, pages in there that you can leave notes. Because, you know, we always be reflecting on want to write notes down. Yes, yes. honey. I always want to write stuff down. You know, the things that have worked for me through my struggle, you know, through my, you know, mother hunger and my addiction and my lack of boundaries and my abuse story and all, all the things that have worked for me. So there's things that have worked for me personally that I've been able to acquire, but also whatever the tools I've acquired professionally yes. as a, you know, as a therapist. So it's, it's my little pamphlet. It's my little, and it's dedicated to my inner child, to, to a little girl inside of me, because I really feel like as women, we forget that she's still there yeah. and she's, Constantly needing attention, she needs attention. <laughs> she constantly be like, Don't "Right about me." Yes, and, I understand that. Yes, and sometimes we want to ignore her, we want to put her away, we want to pretend that we think we should. She should not exist, and she she is us. And so, um, that was an homage to my inner little girl and to all the inner little girls 
of of the women. So that's it's available on Amazon. I, and, and I like that it's an easy read because you know, I'm a person. Read. I see a lot of workshop books. Sometimes it be it be so big. I be like I get overwhelmed with this sometimes. Mm-hmm. But this is a very nice read. It's 27 pages. It's it's like I, I'm a person. I look how many spaces, how many. But it's easy to read, and I like actually the last thing that you put. I just saw this last paragraph, and if I can share in conclusion, yeah, I'm just people to know. So good sis, hey good sis. My hope is that my little book helps you adjust your crown, add more brilliance to your life, and get your gems shining ever so fiercely. This you gotta pray. I pray that you receive the messages that you needed to receive from this book, and that if you found it helpful, share it with a friend. I love that health, love, and soul. That was. Yeah, you know, I think books to kind of just remind you about who you are as a woman, mm-hmm. to love yourself. Like, we can never get too many of these books. Because, I mean, you can hear it all the time, but we need to continue to hear that because sometimes we get so caught up in our worlds that we don't take time to, like you said, set boundaries, you know, go out and be active, be fit, you know. And yeah. I appreciate that you're putting those reminders because that's needed, okay? So, guys, yeah. Amazon, go ahead and check it out. The Mini Gems in Your Crown by Yavana Madhir. Am I saying it right, Madhir? Madhir. Madhir. But it looks like Mad here. So Madhir. 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 Yes. Madhir. Like that? But yeah, Madhir. Madhir. Mm-hmm. Madhir. Okay. So, my guys, make sure you tap into that. I love it. Yavana. Now, but you got some other things that you got crackalacking, right? Yours. So, the next thing, your workshop. Yes. Fierce as a flower. Tell us about it. Fierce as a flower. So, a lot of times, you know, we feel like we have to do all, we have to do the most but we forget how to be soft. We lose our softness. And so Fierce is a Flower, which we're actually going to be doing Instagram Live Thursday, June. What day is today? Um, today is June the, uh, hold on, I have my calendar because I have to look two it. It's June the 16th today. 6th. June 6th. Today. No. This show's airing on the 16th, but it's fine. Oh, we're just, we're just gonna no, go, this huh? is, girl, look, don't listen to me. You know, it's not right. We're going to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. So, on uh, Thursday, June 8th, Fierce is a flower. We're going to go Instagram live, and that's what we're going to be talking about. But this is the kind of the appetizer to the greater workshop, Fierce is a flower, where we're going to have panelists, and we're going to be talking to different women about how to maintain your softness Ooh. while being fierce. We're going to talk about setting those boundaries, yeah. right? We're going to talk about uh, killing neg- negative self-talk. <laughs> is that killing who? Yeah. <laughs> The negative self-talk. <laughs> she shall be killed. Okay, yes. Yes. And um, and just how to be fierce, but be soft. I love that because, you know, they've been having on Instagram, oh, I'm in my soft gear era. Right. And I, I, Vago, I, what I think you're saying in that is um, pretty much how to still you can have your masculine energy, but how to bring up more of your feminine energy. That's how I kind of, because I know... I need to probably tap into more. I have my feminine energy, but I know that I'm an alpha female and I have, I have a lot of masculine energy, right? Mm-hmm. And so something like this, I'm like, Randy, you know, tone it down. Like there's a time and a place when you can be fierce or give all that. But there's a time where, okay, we're soft girl. And for me, I try to say that more in the relationship sometimes. I feel like, you know, I need to start bringing that masculine energy home because I have to be like a boss everywhere else. Right. And it's like, okay, at the house, okay, let me just kind of, all right. right, bring it down. And being an alpha female is a beautiful thing. Like, don't feel like you have to change that. Okay. It's also just to also to teach women how to receive. And so it's less about changing how you show up in the world yeah. and more about teaching you how to receive and setting those boundaries. Like, you're a boss chick at work, and then, okay, the boundary that you create for yourself. Yes. Right? Because, look, 
we'd like to be like, well, I have to set a boundary because that person, I gotta. You're right. Set a, but what about the boundaries that you set within yourself? Mm. Mm. So those are some of the things that we're gonna be addressing. In I love. Yeah. Yes. That's a boundary I definitely need to set for myself. But okay, we all do. Here. We all do. And fences are uh, boundaries are fences, not walls. This will come up again in the workshop. Boundaries are fences and not walls. But we we're gonna get into that. I'm not gonna give you all the gems okay, now. Y'all gonna have to come to the workshop to hear more. That's it. Okay. Now I know you said okay earlier this month that you guys had live. Which they go to your social media. Can they still watch the live that you guys did? Yes, it will absolutely be pinned in my social media for sure. Okay. And then when is the when is the the bigger one that they can go to? We are still working on a date. Okay. For that, but um, I will be going live addressing this quite a few times on Got social you. media because I believe in giving it away. I believe in giving it away. And so, you know, come on board. Guys, if you want to be fierce as a flower, okay, like she said, also learning how to receive, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, I'm, I'm definitely going to be tapping into that. Yeah. Okay, so that's one of your projects. Mm-hmm. You also have the Pick My Brain. Yes. That? So a lot of people ask me all the time because, as you can see, I love to talk and I, I love random facts. <laughs> like if I could be going Jeopardy, I don't think anybody could beat me on Jeopardy. I'm surprised you never tried. <laughs> I was actually going to the same weekend my mother died. I was going oh. to go. Yeah, they had come to Miami and I was going to audition and I just haven't done it again. But don't try me when it comes to Jeopardy, baby. Oh, come on. <laughs> so the Pick My Brain session just really gives whomever an opportunity to just sit with me and pick my brain and just ask questions, whether it's mental health questions, it could be fitness questions, it could be questions about chickens. Um... <laughs> It could be questions about, you know, the family system, parenting, healthy relationships, um, a plethora of things. So you get to pick my brain for an hour. Uh, you, you do, they have to pay for this? Or yes. I'm about to say, because yeah, yeah, they may get some jewels. So. Yes, because, you know, picking a person's brain, um, it requires a lot of effort. Yes. But you take a lot from it. And we were talking about being transformed. Information is transformative. So, Yes. Again, Sean, she's doing it again. All these freaking gems dropping. <laughs> Information is transformation. It is. All right, it is. Okay, all righty. So pick my brain for some coins. I love that because clearly you're intelligent. You know a lot. Um, you're super connected. So that's something that's going to be a win-win for that. Um, and then the VIP rock star coaching program. And for the record, I know originally we were like, Coach Ivana, Coach Ivana. But as you said before the show, I'm more than just a coach. I'm several things. So we're just going to be Ivana Rocks. That's right. So let's talk about this rock star coaching program so i'm yvonne rocks the confidence boss i help gen x high achieving gen x women gain confidence in their personal lives the same way they have it in their professional lives okay so this rock star vip you get to spend an afternoon with me we get to work on what your confidence hiccups may be your hang-ups may be and we're going to break them all the way down. I use mental health modalities. So I'm not going to be diagnosing or doing full-out therapy. Okay. Right? So we're not doing any Just of that. Just be clear. Yes, be clear. However, we're going to use mental health tools to help you navigate through those waters and leave you with tools yes. so that you could become the more confident self. So the same way you're a boss in the boardroom, mm-hmm. you could be a boss in your home. Yeah. You could be a boss within yourself. And you could feel like a more whole person mind body and soul you're more well-rounded absolutely so are you is this kind of like a life coach yes yeah would you would you identify as a life coach i would identify more as a confidence coach okay what's the difference i specifically deal with where your confidence pain points are which goes through your whole 
right? It's like, right. Yeah, because be we're light. holistic people. Yes. Um, but when you're confident, when you feel confident, you can attack and tackle everything else in your life. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. But it's probably what it goes back to the fitness. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel good on the outside and you're feeling good in the outside, it, it all just comes out. It all just comes out, 100%. Okay, and if they want to find out more about your VIP Rockstar coaching program, how can they? You're going to go to www.yavonarocks.com slash services. Boom. But if they just go to your website, they're going to catch all the good you stuff catch you got popping, right? You want to follow me on Instagram, at Rocks. Go to my link tree. It's all laid out right there in my link tree. So, Yovana, as someone, as we get to wrap this up, that's, you know, very layered, you've done a lot, you know a lot, you're very impactful. Like, what is the ultimate goal for you? Like, what is, um, I mean, because you already said I'm living in my purpose, I'm doing, like, but mm-hmm. what is the ultimate for you? If Elani Van Zandt and Brene Brown had a baby. <laughs> well, well, listen. That's you? That's me. Ooh, okay, so you're trying to have your own, what, syndicated show? I'm trying to go where the universe puts me, where I can make the greatest impact across media platforms, right? Because I don't know if syndicated TV, you know, I don't know what that looks like. You don't like. want to put yourself in a box. I don't want to put myself in a box. Gotcha. Um, but I certainly want to make a global impact, connect with people, particularly women. Yeah. But connect with people and just, like I said, inspire, educate, and entertain people so they can become the highest version of themselves and that's the vision that I've had for myself since I was a child Mm -hmm. that's why I've pursued the things that I've pursued and I live the way that I live successful in obtaining them yeah Yeah, thank you and I live the way that I live and um I feel like the goals and the dreams that we have for ourselves those are all divinely inspired I agree with that I I, yes the the Lord guides my steps okay yes so it's just a matter of like okay well doing what you need to do in order to achieve those things and it's it's not in vain and so um, and everything that I do I do it from a place of love like every single yeah every single thing that I do is like love for myself love for my clients love for the community and just being a vessel for God and and the energy and the work and God's work like like just just throw some sprinkles on her already. Just all the sprinkles and stuff, right? <laughs> and so I Chocolate appreciate sprinkles. it. So ultimately, but you you want to take what you're doing, everything that you're doing, you just want to make it more of a global impact. Absolutely, that's, that's the ultimate goal. Absolutely, let's, let's get globally because you know we don't ever know who's listening, and I always believe like you're always one person away. From your next opportunity, your next dream, your next goal. That's why I feel like we have to always be in community with each other, helping each other. We can't just do it all by ourselves. So we absolutely need that community. We need that connection. And and like I said, like like we were talking about systems, the world is a system. Literally, yeah, (laughs) it's one big system, and we are all interconnected. And so. If I become more healed and you become more healed and the next person becomes more healed, imagine just the ripple effect that that can have with all the other bullshit that we have going on in life. But but it's going to be there, right? But if we can become more healthy and whole globally, like I know it's like sounds like kumbaya and it's very kumbaya, but it's still happening. The world of coke, but that's just. Remember that commercial? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. But I get it. Like, you know, it just takes one, teach one. Let us all try to work at it collectively. Again, being better versions of yourself. 
that's the big measure that I'm getting from that. Yeah. Um, and just so you guys want to reiterate something that she did say, because if you want to get more information about this, you can go to her website, YavannaRocks.com. That's right. All right, if you guys want to actually do the VIP Rockstar Coaching Program, YavannaRocks.com slash services. services. Okay. Yes. Booyah. And again, to learn more about the Fierce as a Flower Workshop, you know, head over to her Instagram at YavannaRocks, where she's constantly dropping live videos to talk more into that space. And then for the Pick My Brain, where you can ask her anything you want and get all the sauce that you need. Mm-hmm. That information also to book or schedule that is on your website. It's on my website and it's also on my Instagram. And on her Instagram. So why you not following yes. right now stop what you're doing go to insta at yovana y-o-v-a-n-n-a rocks r-o-c-k-s and tap in okay yes. now yovana um Ma'am. this this amazing look she does it all look i just want to repeat it again she got the chickens she got the babies <laughs> she got the dog she's a she's a fitness instructor she's a transformational speaker she's an author a confident and she's a model all of that right so with all of this this sauce Mm. What is something, which you said so many things, that you would like to leave for our listeners today? Wow. Just one thing? Yeah, just one, if you, if you, if you can. Maybe a good top three if you need it. Hmm. Be intentional. Operate from a place of love. And... Ooh. Oh, my God. And listen to Black Educated and Broke. Oh, you better go for a good time. <laughs> this is why she's on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, be intentional. Act out of love. And make sure you're tapped in with Black Educated and Broke. But even more so, make sure you are tapped in with her at Yovana Rocks on all is it on all social platforms? All social platforms. All social platforms. But I just really appreciated you today. Thank I think you. I more so appreciated so much of the knowledge and things that you talked about. Because one of our episodes we had a couple weeks ago is like who gets to identify as being black? That was mm, one of our topics. Child, I should have been on that one. Right, right, that's what I was thinking. But you gave like a lot of um, alignment in some of the things that we said, as well as some contrast, things that we did not think about. You know, so I just I appreciate that. I appreciate you, know, you. teach me about the baby chickens and how they, <laughs> you know, have like one egg every twenty eight day, uh, twenty eight hours. Like it's a small thing because I'm like one of those like mm, I don't want to say a nerd, but I like fun, interesting facts that nobody knows either. So. Yes. That that kind of fed my spirit. I'm, right a, there. I'm definitely a nerd. If I can get like nerd tattooed somewhere, I probably will. Well, you would be a pretty nerd because you don't give nerd vibes. You know, <laughs> which you. what is your sign? I'm a whole Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius sun, a Capricorn rising, and a Cancer moon. Capricorn rising. Mm-hmm. Okay, you very much come off like a Capricorn. I would have thought that. A lot of people but, would say that. But your moon is Cancer. Okay, yep. yeah, that explains the feels, why you mm-hmm. can understand. And we know stuff. Yes, yes. It just, mm-hmm. but you may not say it, but you know stuff, but mm-hmm. you, you, you're calculating it in. But you're Sag. Wow, that, I would have never got the Sag because I'm a Virgo. You know, sometimes Sagittarius and Virgo. Rah! But I, my, my comadre, shout out to my comadre, Sandra, if you're listening. Ooh. She's a Virgo, and me and her, like, some of my favorite people are Virgos. And some of the people that I do not like are Sagittarius. But however, comma, let me tell you, you ain't one of them. And it's probably because of the other things. But let me say, here's Could my be. thing. Yeah. I'm a Virgo sun. Okay. My rising is Gemini. Mm. And my moon is Leo. Intense. Yes. <laughs> Intense. But it could be that rising Gemini... With the Sagittarius, because you know the Ge- Gemini and Sagittarius are the polar opposites. Yes, on the- and sometimes they're too. I'm like, come, wait, focus, come back. Come, right. It's too sporadic sometimes. But then, you know, then I want to turn up too and be the life of the party like them. So you know, I love Virgos though, because like, y'all about your business and y'all like to do things right. And the, and my Capricorn 
100% appreciates it. Yes, that's why I'm like, you know, you was on top. Shout out to being on time, you know, had a lot of information, was prepared. And I'm just I'm just grateful that we had to have this more moment. This is our second, like, encounter. And yeah. each time is just really nice, and I appreciate I'm it. For the more encounters. Yeah, we got to listen, because you know, you got to be global and shit. So, yeah, I got to be a part of that. From your lips to God's ears. Minus the curse word. Minus but all right, guys, so make sure that you guys are tapping in to all things Black Educated and Bro, guys. Make sure you head up to our website. Yes. Catch up on our last episodes. Head over to our social media where we're going to have all these beautiful pictures of the Yavana. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, what did she say? How did, I want to say it right. It ain't mad here. You said it was uh, my... My dad. I almost hit it. My it's dare. all right. It's a, listen, when I first started dating my husband, Cause, yeah. we were we had reservations or I don't know what. And um, I go up and uh, the going reservations like, yes, uh, under Mad Here. It was very early in our relationship. Oh, yeah. And my husband's a very proud Haitian man. I was like, he had the correct. And let me tell you, shout out to the whole My Dare family because we have a hashtag that is My Dare is a brand name. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah, if, and it, it's okay. I, I have to give everybody grace with that. But if you literally look Google like Madares, like yeah. the Madare family is no joke. We're yeah. So he yeah. he kind of pulled me in my little shirt and he's like, "Don't ever mispronounce <laughs> my name again." I was like, "Yes, sir." And this is early in the relationship. I mean, it ended up working out, but oh, uh, I love it. Look, because look, several years later, who y'all are? Yes. Okay, but no, we definitely appreciate you, Vanna. Thank you. Shout out to Sean yes. holding it down behind yes. the camera today. We appreciate him, guys. So as always, stay tuned with Black Educated and Broke, and we see you guys next time. We out. Peace.